girl, a place for you to come and get encouraged to be all that God has created you to be. So today, like I promised, we're going to talk about intimacy. Woo woo! All right, so you married ladies, this podcast is for you. All right, for my single friends, this is really good information for you to bring to your marriage. So don't turn it off. It's really good knowledge. So we're going to talk about intimacy, in other words, sex. My husband and I have been mentoring couples for over 12 years, and one of the first questions we ask is, how's your sex life? When was the last time you were intimate? So after the initial shock that we asked the question, their answers prove so much on where they are at. We believe that a healthy sex life leads to a healthy marriage. It also could be true, a healthy marriage leads to a healthy sex life. But we're gonna go with the first one for today. We are going to dive into our roles as a wife with regards to our sexual life in marriage. So we're gonna talk about, for the sake of this podcast, intimacy, being fully connected to your husband. Sex, we're just gonna refer to as a quickie to satisfy a need. So here's some statistics. Married women, men and women, on average, have sex with their spouses, drum roll please, 58 times a year. Really, that's what I said, 58 times a year. So that's a little more than once a week. On the other end of the spectrum, we have 15% of married couples have not had sex with their spouses in the last six months to a year. So I'm probably figuring that you on the other side of this microphone lie somewhere in between that. But let's be real, 58 times in one year? But I wanna be honest and ask you a question. How often have you said no to your husband? What I have learned that when we say no to our husbands, our husbands will believe that we don't want them. Our husbands hear we don't desire them. They can feel inadequate. They will eventually stop asking because no one likes to be turned down. I know probably that is not the reason why you said no. But these are the things that are going through his head. In researching this topic, nearly every husband has to work very hard to understand his wife. Can I get an amen? To relate to her. But when he finally did, to her satisfaction, then maybe she would have sex with him as sort of a reward. For a wife, sex comes out of a healthy relationship. Whereas for the husband, it leads to one. I'm going to repeat that. For us, as wives, sex comes out of a healthy relationship. Whereas for our husbands, it leads to one. So we as wives need to do a better job at being sensitive to our husband's physical needs. God created them to want and desire sex. And we have to be conscious of that desire. But I was that wife that said no, a lot. I found myself too tired, not in the mood, excuse after excuse, 
until he just stopped asking. Then I asked him why we weren't having sex very often, and he told me he was tired of being turned down and disappointed. So I began to pray that God would give me the passion for my husband that I truly wanted to express and that he desired. Over time, I stopped saying no. As I obeyed God, my prayers were being answered. My desire to be with my husband grew along with my enjoyment. If this message is hitting home a little bit, I encourage you to seek God's wisdom in prayer. Sex is God's creation. He desires us to be intimate with our husband. So why not go to him and ask for help? In a book I was reading by Mark and Grace Driscoll, talking about real marriages, there are six things, six six categories, I want to say, that we can find ourselves. But I found that we can be selfish lovers. We're going to talk about ways we are selfish lovers. The first one is that we rarely have sex. We can simply decide to rarely, if ever, have sex. This is often done through simply and repeatedly denying our spouse's advances, which shames and humiliates them, causing them to feel unloved and unwanted and undesired. Eventually, they will stop seeking to be intimate with us. Then we have too little time, too little effort. We can do as little as possible sexually by exerting minimal effort, passion, or interest. We can be sure to discourage our spouses from seeking to be intimate with us. People have explained this as a gross feeling where their spouses simply lie there, looking away, disinterested, disconnected, making them feel as if they are basically using their spouse's bodies. Only have sex when we both feel like it at the same time. Good luck with that. Can you imagine if everything in your marriage was governed by this same thinking so that, for example, you only ate together or spoke together when you both felt like it at the exact same time? Seriously, not going to happen. Rarely initiate. It's a continuous marriage. One spouse is always on the sexual offense and the other is on the sexual defense. This means that one person never initiates talk about sex, activities of sex, and is continually on the defense. Then let ourselves go, be undesirable. We, be, we can become unattractive or undesirable by, falling, by failing to breathe, groom, commit sexual sabotage. We can conveniently get out of the habit of going to bed at the same time. Or at bedtime, we can pick a fight or present a displeasing attitude that makes it unlikely sex will ensue. Make our spouses earn sex. We can control and manipulate our spouses with sex. If they do something we want, then we can give them sex. But if they don't do something we want or do something we dislike, we can punish them by withholding sex. Share beds with our children and our pets. We can allow our children and even our pets into our beds. Not a good, makes for a good, healthy sexual intimacy place. So reasons 
why we are selfish lovers. So I don't know about you, but you might have checked a couple of those boxes. Or maybe, yeah, that might have been me one or twice, maybe. Or really thinking about where your role is in your sexual intimacy with your husband. Now let's talk about why we are are selfish lovers. Sometimes we have different seasons. Some seasons of life can be difficult ones for normal lovemaking and need to be discussed and navigated lovingly and wisely. For example, if there's health reasons going on or you're in a situation where your bedrooms are butt up against the wall of your of your children's. Um, so really, but you need to talk and have conversation around that. Your husband's usually okay, like if you're having health reasons or there's a season in this time, like, hey, babe, this is going to be a little bit more difficult now for us to put intimacy at the top priority of our marriage, but we need to make this work. So just having the conversation about it is so important. Fatigue, exhaustion is a common reason for infrequent lovemaking. When life can indeed be stressful and take out all your energy, it's vital that we do all that we can to save some of ourselves for our spouses. Be willing to try having sex with our spouse at a time when you have better energy, maybe in the morning or in the afternoon or evening, depending on when you have the most energy. Are there things you're doing that you can intentionally cut back on or save energy for your husband? So really thinking about your fatigue and maybe your time. Lack of pleasure. A lack of enjoyment causes some couples not to be intimate often. Sometimes the answer is for the lovers to get better at the craft and for them to just relax, help out, and allow themselves to enjoy it. Insecurity. Lack of confidence with their body explains some couples that do not have sex very often. This is perhaps the most true of wives. Yes, that's us. This can be a very sensitive issue. Our spouses can go a long way towards encouraging us. So ongoing verbal flirtation and affirmation is a huge help. So if you need that from your husband, you need to tell them. You need to tell him like, hey, I'm really insecure about my body. And so I need you to know, I need to know that you still find me sexy, that you still desire me. Have the conversation. Boredom accounts for many lackluster sex life. Without a bit of passion, exploration, and variation, sex with the same person the same way every day for decades is going to become boring. So a humble servant does research and finds new ways and takes some risks. Get out of your sexual rut and increase the adventure. Honestly, are you bored with your sex life? So those are the kind of things that we're talking about being selfish lovers. But I do want to go back to the reasons why. So reasons why we are selfish lovers. Rarely having sex. Taking too little time and too little effort. Only having sex when you both feel like it at the same time. Rarely initiating intimacy. Commit sexual sabotage. Making our spouses earn sex. Really think, do any of those those resonate with you? Do any of those touching a soft spot in your heart? I'm going to tell you right now, 
you need to give them to God. God can change your heart. God can change your desire for intimacy. God can work miracles in this avenue of your marriage. But you have to have conversation for one with God and for two with your spouse. I know it sounds silly to pray about it, but pray about it. I know from my own walk with God that he has honored those um, intimate conversation that I've had with him, with God giving that, like just praying that God will give me passion for my husband that I truly wanted to ex express, but I was too tired or I was having health issues or I'm just getting old, but God really restored that to me. So I want to be perfectly clear about that. Please, please take this to the cross. Please, please take this to God. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will. He will. He, he did it for me, and I know he can do it for you. So I'm just going to ask you, how can we serve our husbands well? We, number one, have a conversation about our husbands about sex. But I'm going to encourage you to do a check tonight. Ask him on a scale from one to five, how are we doing about sex? Talk about these things of reasons why we are selfish lovers and see if those any of those resonate with him. Maybe you're the one that's on the end going, I want sex more and my husband's not, not willing or he's self-sabotaging. But you're not going to know how to resolve the issue if you don't talk about the issue. Healthy communication is the key to a healthy, intimate marriage. So I'm going to encourage you tonight. Do the hard work. Get on your knees. Pray, pray about it, have the ultimate conversation with your husband. And I am praying for each and every one of you to have a healthy marriage, healthy intimacy. That's it for tonight. I hope you didn't blush or get embarrassed or any of those things because sometimes this is a difficult conversation for some. But again, ladies, 58 times a year is the average. I think we can do that. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye.